Hey friends, thanks for listening to the Axiom Podcast. Um, We're a community centered around experiencing Jesus together and practicing his ways as a community. Uh, We like to say in Peoria as it is in heaven. Um, So this podcast is just space for discussion and exploring um, ideas and principles of the kingdom and also where we post uh, our sermons from Sunday gatherings. So um, please engage us online and uh, hope you enjoy this episode. I thought I would start today with a quick confession. Um, I was raised in a Pentecostal charismatic tradition, and so though we had many traditions and practices, Advent was not one of them. (laughs) And I'm 36 years old and just now discovering the beautiful practice of Advent. Um, I, again, confession, have to be honest, I thought it was just a calendar full of chocolate, and I loved Advent for that reason, because if you are like me, then chocolate is life, and so I I enjoyed getting a piece of chocolate every day. Um, But this is my first season, again, as an adult, really understanding what Advent is. Um, And so I thought, why not mix the both? We can still have chocolate. Well, also understand, so we're going to have chocolate this morning to wake us up and to just still enjoy our, our one piece of chocolate every day. But um, I really just want to take a quick moment to really honor and kind of just bring to light how beautiful Advent is, because I've gone all these years without really understanding what it is. Um, and so it's, it's a practice or a tool to help us pause to commemorate, reflect, and anticipate. And the gist of it, though there's a lot of stuff in between, is to reflect on the past, the first coming of Christ, and to anticipate the second coming of Christ. And the privilege that that is, that we get to experience both. We might not experience the second coming personally, but we have and have been able to experience the first coming, which is the birth of Christ. And so I just thought that that was so beautiful, and I wanted to share that. It's not just about chocolate. (laughs) It's actually um, about commemorating what has come and reflecting on what is to come. And so today, the message that I wanted to bring kind of fuses both of those things together, reflecting on the past, but also... Um, anticipating what God has for us to come. And so I was chosen to speak on what does it mean to carry Christ? And what better example than Mary who literally carried Christ? Sometimes I wonder if I just got this gig because I'm actually pregnant. And so, (laughs) like, Gavin was like, that we're going to choose her because she knows what it's like to actually carry a baby. Um, But I just, I found so much gold, wealth in Mary's um, experience because The first thought that came to my mind was God could have chosen any way to enter the world. Like, think about it. Like, he literally created the world. He is the creator of all things. And if he wanted to come out of the ocean in a giant purple conch, like, he could have done that. Like, if he wanted to come down in a chariot of fire and just, like, pulverize us all or just, like, shock us, scare us, he could have done that. Like, he could have chosen any means to enter the world. And yet he chose women. And so I asked, I asked the Holy Spirit, like, why, why, why would you? It doesn't make sense. And that's kind of what I gather from reading the scriptures. A lot of people thought at the time, too. Why? Why would you do that? And to me, the answer that I got was so sweet and so beautiful in that he really, truly desires complete integration with humanity. 
Isn't that cool? I just like, I nerded out just over that for like a good few hours that he chose us women that have birthed and given, you know, brought life into this world, understand just how deep it is. I, I love my husband. He's the best daddy in the world. But he always tells me like, I, I feel like I'm missing something when it comes to the process of our children because you get to fill them every day. You know, he's like, how are you? And I'm like, he's kicking again. <laughs> like, he didn't let me sleep. Or, you know, it, or it's so beautiful. Like, I can feel him responding to my joy or to my anxiety or to my sadness. You know, I, I get to feel him. And I think that, I think about those things. And I think the Christ chose this path. He chose women. He chose to be a part of humanity and not some, like, mermaid, I don't know. <laughs> My imagination can go wild. So and you get the idea though, right? Like he chose us. He chose to be so integrated and so intertwined with us that he placed his son in the womb of a woman. So that's the beauty of reflection. Now let's ask ourselves, so what does that mean for us going forward? What do we have to anticipate? And what does it mean to carry Christ with us? It means a few things. To me, it means it's going to hurt at times. And it's a beautiful pain because, again, if you talk to mothers, there's the pain of the stretching belly, the aching bones, the literal, like scientifically, if you look up these things, like our bones actually move and stretch and bend and our muscles, every part of us is being pushed and pulled. And so it's painful. Like I think of poor Mary and I think, you know, God, God didn't like it. It wasn't her second child or her third. It was her first. And so she had no idea what this was going to be like going into it. And I don't know if you guys have seen that movie Tangled with Rapunzel. It's a Disney movie. When, when she finally leaves her tower and she's like, yay! And then she's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then she's like, this is the best day ever. And then she's like, oh, I'm the worst daughter. Like this, what am I doing? I made a mistake. And that's kind of how I would be. I don't know if Mary was like that, but that's how I imagine the experience. And, and I, I, I kind of feel for Mary because it's her first child. It's an immaculate conception. There's all this riding on her. And so it wasn't free of pain. It wasn't free of struggle. It wasn't free. Yeah, <laughs> no spinal block. That's God's redemption to women, if you ask me, a spy, the, the epidural. That's him loving on us and saying, listen, you are forgiven. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just think about the pain of, of caring, literally caring Christ and what that looks like for us. So let's take that in the, in the spiritual sense, metaphorically, for us that are carrying Christ, because this isn't just a call to women, right? This is a call to all of us, and how uncomfortable it is. I don't know if you guys have heard, I'm sure many preachers have said, it's not easy being a Christian, right? It's not easy being a follower of Christ. And he shows us that from conception, from the beginning. He never said it was going to be easy, but he did say he would be with us always. And so that's the next thing of carrying Christ that came to my mind. You'll never be alone. If you choose this difficult path, this painful stretching and prodding and kicking and sleepless nights and waiting the nine months and waiting for maturity. Unfortunately for me, every time I get, this is my fourth baby, I get gestational diabetes. It's just like, I'm like the poster child for it. And I've always been pregnant over Christmas. All of my babies are born in the spring. And the biggest, I'm like, I just want hot, I want peppermint hot chocolate. I want it in gallons. I want it every day. 
<laughs> and like for anyone that's diabetic knows like that's poison for your blood, like my sugar would spike. And so I just long, I've tried sugar free, I've tried it all, and it's not the same. And so I have to wait. I'm like, okay, this, and this is my last kid, so I'm like peppermint hot chocolates for the rest of my life. But there's, there's little pains in it, right? Pains in the waiting, pains in having to say no for now, because I'm trying to follow through with the plan. I have a goal in mind, and so I have to wait. And I don't like waiting. I hate it. It, it, makes, it frustrates me, right? So I'm sorry, going back to my original, you're not alone. It means you're not alone. The, the beauty in Mary's story is right before chapter 1, Luke um, talks about Zacharias and Elizabeth, who also had to wait, if you know her story, so that she was older in age, already done um, with what, we, what they would consider childbearing age. Um, and she was barren. She was never able to have children. Then an angel appeared to Zacharias and told him, you're, you're going to be a father. And he was kind of like, what the, you know? <laughs> and so fast forward, um, her and Mary are cousins, and Mary gets to spend months with her. They, they have a beautiful relationship, and they're together. And I thought to myself, I don't think that's a coincidence that there was another immaculate conception um, and that they just happened to be cousins. And, you know, like a lot of people will, who are very, you know, like pragmatic in that way would say, like, it's just a coincidence. But I don't think anything God does is a coincidence. And so he places people in our sphere, within our reach, that are going through similar experiences, whether it's one, whether it's 12, whether it's 30, 50. I often feel like the Christian walk or following Jesus is never, you're never alone, but it can feel lonely sometimes. And so to me, there's a difference. But I, I always feel like there's at least that one person that God places in my path. He, he never meant for us to be completely isolated, right? He never, and so I thought it was such a, a gift. Obviously, it was Elizabeth's path, but I thought it was such a gift of grace to Mary um, to also have somebody in her sphere that knew what she was going through. I mean, if you read when they're reunited, or when they get together and they're hanging out, they're, they're both rejoicing and Elizabeth is like, I know this is of God, and just confirming and, and encouraging her, and Mary's kind of doing the same, and it's, it's beautiful to see that, I'm sure, in her world out or everywhere else, Mary was being, like, bombarded with, like, is this really, are you sure you're not cheating on Joseph? Are you sure you're not, you know, and, but there was that, that moment, that relationship of kinship, of, of peace. You're never alone. It is difficult, and it didn't take the pain away. It didn't stop the process. It didn't change it, but it helped it. That's what community does. That's what fellowship does. What does it mean to carry Christ? It means it's going to be the greatest reward of your life, fulfilling and literally life-giving. The Bible says that God came to give us life and life more abundantly. And so the, it's not just to torture us, it's not just to see who's strong enough and who's going to, you know, see it through to the end. There's a, there's a reason for this. Carrying Christ looks like something and births something. He gives life to whatever it is. What does carrying Christ, what does it mean to carry Christ? It means that you're lending yourself and giving of yourself to be a vessel for heaven on earth. 
We say that a lot, right? On earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But how does heaven get to earth? I mean, we do see, right, angels and, and things like that, like touching down. But ultimately, how does heaven get to earth? Through us. Through the birth of whatever Christ has placed within you. That alone makes it worth it, right? Again, to the mamas out there that have experienced birthing and the 36 hours or the however many and the different like, oh, let's get the ball or walking around and that whole process, no matter who I talk to, there always seems to be this like common trend of like, it was horrific, but then I forgot. It's like you forget almost because you see that baby, you see what came out of all of that and it was worth it because you were part of something bigger than you, right? You're part of, and we might not be able to put words around it, we might not be able to explain it, but you can feel it, and it's just like a part of you. That's, that's carrying Christ. To say, I will lend my body, I will lend my vessel, I will lend myself, I will partake and be integrated with you and see this through, and all that pain, and everything that I've gone through in between, the ups, the downs, the all-arounds, it's that end, it's that, that beautiful fulfillment of seeing heaven on earth, at whatever capacity. I tend to think very grand, and my imagination run, runs wild, and so I, I often find myself in a state of like disappointment because I'm like, I didn't do what I was supposed to do or God's not working in my life or I should have been here. I should have been, you know, and, I, and my, I can just let my mind go. And at the end of that, I'm like a disappointment to God and, and everyone in my life. And that's a lie from the devil. <laughs> it's not true. Because again, for somebody who has multiple children, you understand that like each child is different, right? Like each, each pregnancy was different. Each thing that came out of you was different. And so regardless, like when we partner with Christ, it might not look exactly how we want it to. It might not be exactly how we thought it would be, the experience. But I promise you, friends, you're helping to bring heaven on earth. And how privileged are we that we get to do that? I sometimes think like that's why like hell wages war with us is because they can't stand that that we're being used in that way. That God would choose us as his carriers. And I've heard throughout this season, myself included, I'm guilty of this, to say like the Bible talked about Mary in this way that she was favored, she was full of grace, she was humble, and that's why he chose her. And the, I, my mind immediately goes to that's why he would never choose me. <laughs> And that's not true. Again, these like little lies that we tell ourselves, right? When it's like, no, he did choose you. He is choosing you. The anticipation portion of Advent is that it's so cool that he chose every single person in these seats. He's chosen you just like Mary to carry Christ, to bring him to earth, on earth as it is in heaven. What does it mean to carry Christ? Sacrifice, pain, death, resurrection. 
a life fulfilled, maybe not in the way we thought it would be. But if we can just see the beauty in that. There's an artist that I follow on Instagram. Um, his name is Anthony Garola. Um, and he always posts an image first, and then he gives a very long caption. And I wanted to share this with you guys today because it totally spoke to my heart. Um, and so he simply captioned this, sometimes your struggle is the presence of God. Sometimes what we think is like <laughs> working against us or harming us is actually the very life of God in you. So he, this is what he wrote. He said, beloved, beloved, sometimes what we call struggle, he calls presence. May we not despise his inner workings through us even when it feels like a sickness within us. For it is merely human tendencies being infused with glorious deity. To one woman, one arguably the closest to Jesus, his presence came in many forms. His presence was morning sickness. His presence was nausea. His presence was sleepless nights. His presence was swelling. His presence was fatigue. His presence was cramping. His presence was stretch marks. His presence was tearing. His presence was pain. But behold, the earth is groaning for his presence. It yearns for the full manifestation of its glorious sun. The entire universe stands on tiptoe awaiting the birth of this child. All creation feels the labor of birthing its savior. The groaning is his presence. This pain is his arrival. For he didn't come down in a cloud. He came by way of woman, fully human, fully felt, fully known. Beloved, the arrival of Christ is not always pretty, but it is glorious. For heaven touching earth is like a sloppy wet kiss like a child full of affection just to be near to his mother's face. This is what on earth as it is in heaven is like. A mess being made a masterpiece, a savior born by blood and died by greater blood. Maybe your struggle isn't just for struggle's sake. Maybe you are the earth and he is the heaven. Can we pray? Thank you, Lord for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that you chose us to be in intimate relationship, intertwined with us, God. Thank you that we're never alone. Thank you that you're always with us and that all of the things that you do, all the working behind the scenes, all the things that we don't see or we don't know, God, thank you for that too. Thank you for the pain. Thank you for the suffering. Thank you for bringing forth the light into this world, Jesus. Today we acknowledge you. Today we glorify you. Today we get to say that hell didn't win, but you did. And we anticipate whatever it is that you have for us, that you have for Axiom, that you have for your kids here on earth. Lord, let our lives be a testament to you. And be with us as we continue to walk with you, Jesus. Amen.